0: Today we're going to take the Mindset Forge concepts and put them in the gym because we've got some great ideas, amazing athletes and coaches and performing artists talking about preparation, mindset, how to show up big, but let's take that concept, let's bring it into the gym and let's talk about how we do it. You're listening to the Mindset Forge Podcast. This is Barton Bryan. I'm your host. I am an athlete, performing artist, and a fitness coach. And I'm here to talk to you today on this solo cast episode about, hey, how do we show up in the gym? And it's not just get tough, you know, slap yourself in the face. Like, come on. Ridiculous. In fact, it's the opposite. We're going to talk about box breathing. We're going to talk about preparation before you even walk in the door. What's your plan? and how some effective things that you can do to prepare for walking into the gym are gonna give you the most at the gym and then long-term in the results you're looking for. This podcast is going to really help you take stock in what you're doing currently, because I'm imagining right now you are going to the gym three, four, five days a week. You're in the gym consistently. You're looking for ways to level up. In working out, you're depleting your energy storage. You're utilizing your muscle you're taxing your nervous system. And when you do that, there's a point in which you're just empty and any more exercise beyond that point is probably not even just fruitless, but a negative towards what you're trying to get. I say that to say volume of how many reps and sets you're doing is going to be important in your body's ability to recover Get the strength and, and muscle gains you're looking for and getting you continually progressing without getting injured or overtrained. So, I say all that to say you got to consider the volume how many days a week you're going out, how many muscle groups you're working per week. If you're taking a normal leg day or chest day, are you doing that once a week, twice a week, even three times a week? How many reps, how many sets, how much total volume that matters. So, that's something we're not going to talk too deeply about today in this podcast, but I do want you to think about that because I'm going to tell you something with the multitude of clients that I've trained, especially the ones who love going to the gym, they love working out, and they're looking for me to help them get better. Oftentimes, most of the time, actually, I'm pulling the volume back. You're doing 29 sets of chest each week. What if we did 18 to 20 spread out over two workouts? and see what happens to your gains. Okay, so something I want you to think about right there. You're going to the gym, what is your plan? Now, everyone tends to know, okay, it's push day, it's pull day, and I will tell you from my point of view, effective days are like a push focus day, which is where you're using your chest, shoulders, and triceps, all three of those muscles predominantly are used for push movements. Then the next time you go in, you might do a pull day. So you're thinking like all of the back muscles, the rear delts, the biceps, the forearms, things that you pull in towards your body, and then the next day being a leg day. One of the reasons to do this is when you're pulling anything, your biceps are working while your back is working. So you're already fatiguing those. So if you did back day on Monday and then you came and did biceps the next day, understand that you've worked your biceps somewhat during back day and then you're working them again the next day which can oftentimes be too much volume on those biceps you can start to get tendonitis in the elbow and have a adverse effect to what you're looking for so if you do all push then all pull and then go to legs what you experience is rest days for those push muscles while you're doing pull day and leg day so that allows you more rest and recovery for the muscles that they need and when you're 20 maybe not as big a deal, but when you get into your thirties and forties, you need that recovery and you definitely don't want to be overtraining those shoulders, low back, your knees, things like that. That can lead to injury. That can lead to tendonitis. That can lead to pain, which then of course shoots your workouts in the foot because you're always overcompensating or just trying to work around your injury and your body will not put out max effort. So I need you to have a program something not just hey i'm doing chest day not just i'm doing push day but like what are you doing is it flat dumbbell is it bench press how many sets how many reps and then progressively moving those numbers up a little bit pulling back after about four or five weeks getting a deload week in there those types of things what is somebody doing who's at an elite level going into the gym they're using a program they are progressively getting more challenging over the course of four, five, six weeks and then they're deloading back down. Because without some sort of a deload week, and to be clear, a deload week is where you drop the volume of total reps and sets. And maybe drop the weight a little bit, but you wanna still want to fatigue those muscles, but just not with the amount of volume. If you don't do that every you know five to eight weeks, depending on kind of what your body needs, you will eventually overtrain your nervous system's fried you're not recovering well It can really have a negative effect on not just getting stronger but actually getting weaker as you're just kind of frying your body over and over again and not allowing it to recover so that being said have a plan go into the gym do the body parts that you're specifically focused on doing okay so push day pull day leg day You can do that twice a week as long as the volume is not too high in those first three days, and then that's it, right? So the second thing to that, when you go into the gym, are you foam rolling? If I'm going to do a leg day, I'm foam rolling my quads, my calves, maybe even my piriformis, just making sure my, my legs get some therapy before I start moving them. And then I go into 15 or 20 minutes of mobility and activation work. This is so often missed, especially by young people. They think, well, my body's tuned up. I'm just going to walk in there, do a couple of warm-up sets on squat, and I'll get to my big lifts. I promise you, top athletes, Olympians, MMA fighters, they are doing so much mobility. If you watch anything that Phil DeRue or any of his MMA fighters are doing in his videos on Instagram, mobility, 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 activation, coordination, all that stuff is happening. But what we tend to do in the gym is we think the most important thing is the lift. Doing a couple of warm-up sets and getting to that heavy lift and doing three, four, five sets of that, we don't realize that our ability to perform at the highest level has everything to do with how we mobilize the joints and how we stabilize and activate underactive muscles. Oftentimes, The back muscles or the rear delts or the rotator cuff can be underactive. And if we don't activate them, we don't mobilize that joint, then that stiffness or that underactivity is going to lead to overcompensation of certain muscles. We start having pain, we start having dysfunction, we start having injury. So, what is my plan when I walk in the gym? That's three or four things I can do before I actually get to the squat or get to the bench press or get to the bent over row or pull up or whatever those exercises that you're excited to do. An example of that squat is a foundational movement. If I just started squatting without doing a lot of warming up for my hips, my back, my knees, my ankles, the form would not look good. And so what I do, I come in, I foam roll, then I go into some shin boxes, some mobility, getting the hips to move. Then I get some adductor mobility. I'll do some cat cows. I'll do some side plank to really activate those obliques and those hips on the side body weight split squats to help get each quad each glute starting firing and i definitely do for me because i got really long legs i do some glute activation with some one-legged hip bridges to make sure my glutes are firing properly so that when i get into that squat and i go deep my glutes are going to be active my hamstrings and quads are all going to be working together if i do that well i know my squat day is going to be 10 times better Than if I had just walked in there, jumped on the bike for five minutes, did a couple of warm-up steps on the squat rack, and then got into my heavy set. And then when you get to that heavy set, let's say it's four sets of squats, you're about to pick it up. This is where you need to go into your box breathing. Highly recommend this. I want you to take a big inhale through the nose, hold it, exhale. That's box breathing. Three seconds in, Hold your breath three seconds, three seconds out. Do that two or three breaths. Let that parasympathetic response that happens when you breathe in through your nose and hold your breath and breathe out slowly happen for your body. Because as much as you think you might want a bunch of adrenaline in that moment, you actually don't. You need stillness. You need focus. You need your body to be quiet and ready to do the work. So box breathe. And Phil DeRue talks about that on our episode. He talks about box breathing before an MMA fight, also useful before any kind of heavy set of squat, bench, deadlift, all those types of things. Then you put that weight on your mat. You do one final breath, fill your body, settle in, and then squat. And exhale at the top of the movement. Inhale, back down, knock out your reps. These are some techniques to making your workout 10 times better. A, When you have a plan, when you have written down exactly what you're going to do, then when you go into the gym, there's no guesswork. People want to gain 10 pounds on their squat or 10 pounds on their bench every month. And it just doesn't happen that way. But if you gained five pounds a month, times that by 12, what's 12 times five, 60 pounds. Imagine a year without injury with great mobility, with great activation, you were able to bench 60 pounds more than you were at the beginning of the year. That is incredible. In fact, that's legendary type strength gains. That's not going to happen all the time. But if you're just ramping up and you have great shoulder stability and you're doing the mobility stuff, that's something that might happen for you. But honestly, bodybuilders doing steroids are trying to get 30, 40 50 pounds of extra strength on their lifts. So that being said, be very patient with yourself. Just be happy with two and a half to five pounds of extra strength or even one to two extra reps of the same weight in a major lift each month. I promise you, if you do that consistently and don't get injured, you're going to see incredible long-term results by the consistency and the dedication and the mindset of being steady and patient with your strength. It's those who are impatient. Hey, if I, if I do 10 sets of bench, that's good, but what if I did 30? What if I'm just in the gym for two and a half hours just hitting chest, 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 chest? doesn't work that way. Injury comes, overcompensations come, overtraining comes, and then you find yourself stuck and having to go backwards to rebuild and recoup. So slow and steady, think about your gym routine, think about what you're doing, think about where you can make little tweaks to showing up a little bit differently with a plan, making sure you're prepped and ready for those bigger lifts, and then getting the most out of them. And of course, if I can be helpful to you, reach out, I'd love to have a conversation with you, no charge, let's figure out what's going on with you and where I can help you in any way, shape or form. Also, quick shout out to Podcast Magazine. They did a really great article on me in the April issue, so check that out. And finally, if you go to the show notes, you're gonna see information on a platinum membership, which includes options to just donate three bucks a month as a thank you to the work that I'm putting in here, or to hire me as your personal coach where I'm writing you programs, helping you develop, giving you programming and feedback and all that kind of stuff that's going to help you really take that next step into your fitness journey and get stronger, just as we're talking about here on this podcast. And I'm actually going to put my phone number in the show notes here so that you can actually shoot me a text message. Remember, we are always trying to get 1% better as a Mindset Forge listener, 1% better each week. Little baby steps now equal huge, massive accomplishments over the course of the year. And if you have the patience, and if you have the dedication, if you have a plan, I promise you'll get there.